Covers Podcast, your bi-weekly book club podcast focused on helping, right now, our hosts clear out (laughs) their own to-be-read lists. I'm Megan Griffin, and as always, I am joined by my absolutely amazing co-host, Stephanie Cortez. How are you doing? It's been a long week. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long week, yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad that it's Friday. I'm glad that this week is over. Yes. Although I'm curious to see how next week goes. <laughs> but for now, I am enjoying my cider. <laughs> and November it's Friday. November is going to be an interesting month between life drama and then, mm-hmm. you know, Thanksgiving. But uh, I can't believe it's already November. Like, where I did know. October go? I know. But I, I all these plans. See my like, half my Christmas lights have been turned uh, on. <laughs> <laughs> the other half, I got to figure out which bulbs out. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> already decorating i refuse not until after because i really like thanksgiving i like thanksgiving because of the family too. we see that day so i refuse <laughs> no I christmas do, music nothing until after <laughs> i don't do mu- christmas music until after thanksgiving but i do like a hybrid of decorations so like there's still the the fall flowers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh the pumpkins are still out at work so yeah um that's one of the things I did not do was get a pumpkin and make my pumpkin seeds like I wanted mm. to or go apple picking. I still got time time for that, like before yes. it gets too, too cold. So I got to make those things happen. Did your trees just like suddenly explode in the past week? Yeah, there's leaves everywhere. It's like <laughs> everywhere. Ours just started changing colors. Oh, really? And oh, no. Yeah. These have been like orange, oh, okay. purple. Oh, yeah. And the mm. leaves are all over the ground. Yeah, no, ours just like popped. Because, like, I was on the phone, and I'm looking out my office window, and I look over City Hall's park, which I don't really pay attention to, except for I was like, look at all the colors. (laughs) So. As I was walking the dog, I was like, I do want another tattoo. Fall is my favorite season. I love the look of the trees. Should I just get some kind of bright orange, red, purple tree? Thinking about it. Like one of those where outline the tree and then like do those broad color strokes i don't know like, <laughs> this, i didn't get very far in the planning <laughs> it's, it's just like the concept <laughs> yeah but i like that that's an idea yeah because i was like i could get a leaf but i was like no not a, not one leaf i need like a tree <laughs> yes. that'd be really cool yeah I'll let you know if i do it <laughs> please do so uh this week we are reading one of my probably oldest to be read li- books on my list. Um, I don't, I couldn't actually tell you what the number one is, but I do know that this is set on my list for 11 years. Oh, wow. Um, how did you like find it or how did it come to your so, attention to get on your list? I actually saw the movie while I was in college. Um, I think I mentioned this last week. I don't know if it was actually for class credit or mm. if it was because I worked at a movie theater and saw pretty much anything that came through. But uh, she was part of the animation as well. Um, she was part of the creation of the movie. But mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a French film, same general look as the book. And it is a very condensed. Because I remember it being more about her childhood. And I'm not entirely sure the movie goes through her adulthood at all. Oh. Because, um, well, like a lot of the childhood, a lot of the childhood stuff I remembered... And then once she gets to Vienna, I was like, I don't remember you sleeping on the streets and almost dying. Oh, but yeah. 
It's been 11 years. I've only seen the movie once. Hmm. So, um, and it, I'm, I'm taking a look at the film page, and it does look like it goes through her entire life. So maybe I just didn't pay attention. Um, again, 11 years. Yeah. So I added it to my list. Uh, at the time, I think it was in two books. Um, I think the full collection that we read came, if not within the year. <clears throat> and I, I, I remember wanting to wait for the full collection. So, and then it still took me like five or six years before I finally bought it. And, uh, and then it sat on my graphic novel shelf <laughs> looking pretty. And, uh, and I don't know why. Like, I really loved the movie, but, mm-hmm. but that's how it came to me. And, uh, did you know anything about this prior to? I did not know anything. And also while reading it, I realized I don't know anything about this revolution. I was like, I don't know that I was taught any of this in history class. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, the American history department or whatever. Of it, I never got, I don't remember getting to the 1700 or 1700, 1970s, like ever. Mm. Yeah. And even mm-hmm. then, like, I don't remember, but maybe once hearing about how uh, Jimmy Carter did something Hmm. involving it. Um, I knew that we had trouble with the Middle East in the 70s and 80s and 90s. But not as in-depth as this book Mm -hmm. goes. Yeah. So, um, So, yeah, this was written by Mar Jane. Satrafi, um, who you may hear us call Margie, because that was her childhood name. Um, the original comics, I do believe, came out in 2000 and 2004. Uh, this collected edition, I want to say, came out around the movie. Um, it was originally published in French and then translated to English. She wrote and did all the artwork of the book. Um, the translations were done by others, but she is the one who created it because uh, as friend of the podcast, Ryan Lynch likes to point out and remind me that occasionally I forget to mention uh, artist, colorist, inkist. They're all just as important. Yes. So. <laughs> um, and I think so, the yeah. co- like the cover's the same, right? Like it's yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. I really like this cover. It's, it's just simple because it's got her as an adult and then her as a kid with her family. I just it's maybe it's the black and like that green tealish color mm-hmm. that's the background. I don't know. I just really like the cover. It's like oh, I'm I'm intrigued by this. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like her remembering it. Yeah. And, um. This teal is about the only color that's in the entire book, and it's in, you know, the cover only. Um, I do like that the back cover looks a little bit more like the movie. Mm. Um, but still also while looking like the artwork in this book. Yeah. Just like it's given a little bit more depth. So I do highly recommend the movie for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's, you can rent it on Amazon for, I think, $3. Hmm. And I think they have actually translated it into English as well by this point. So um, Nice. I was going to look that up. It's like, I really want to watch this now. Yeah. 
I just like my memories of it as I was reading is like her young with headphones listening mm. to punk rock music. Mm-hmm. And I vaguely remember her coming back to her home, but not much of it stuck after that. Yeah. From the movie. So uh, let's dig in. Yeah. Well, what did you think of it? I loved it. <laughs> it felt like a weird combo. Like, I knew it was a, a memoir. It's about her experiences growing up. But because I didn't really know anything about this time, like these events, it was like a history lesson, but one that I was interested in, maybe because there was also artwork to go with it. Because yes. um, I did not like history class growing up. I felt like, <laughs> after a while, it's like, mostly American history. It's like, I don't feel like I'm learning about anyone who looks like me or my family. So I don't care. (laughs) I'm tired (laughs) of this. Um, In like world history, I feel like we focused on the world wars, Holocaust. I don't even think we really covered Vietnam. Like, so it felt like a a history lesson that then made me want to like learn more, like read more history books, I guess, of things that, didn't come up when I was in school. Yeah, so. I feel like after was Vietnam before Korea. I never I don't know because I didn't cover either one of them. <laughs> My grandfather yes. fought in Vietnam, so I do believe Korea came first. Mm. I could be entirely wrong. History was never my strong subject, but it is <clears throat> again like yeah. There, I don't know if it is designed this way so that we as students can embrace what has happened to us within the last 50 years which are the things like that we need to understand mm-hmm. um i don't know I, I part of me is like there's a big conspiracy theory but you know i i don't remember learning anything after like american history maybe jfk got shot Hmm. I don't know I if had we got that far. Fantastic AP American history teacher. So I know we learned a little bit about Jimmy Carter, but mm. but then it was time to start studying for your AP exams. So Yeah. We I remember watching The Mummy a lot, like the Brendan <laughs> Fraser Mummy. Oh, that's I education. that's what I associate with my history class, which I was in this program, the International Baccalaureate program. Okay. It's kind of like AP it's technically supposed to be higher because if you get the diploma it's like it's supposed yeah. to be an internationally recognized diploma and I basically didn't have a choice because you got to we had school choice in Springfield so you got to choose which high school you were going to go to I didn't really choose my mother said you're going to go to this school because they have this program you're going to do this program okay <laughs> you're going to get <laughs> and these, I did. these grades and get this degree yeah I mean we were the first class to have the option to get the degree and I remember them telling us that it's not uncommon for a, like the first couple classes for that to be any people who get it. I did get it. I was one of like a few, like two or three <laughs> to get so it maybe four. Awesome. Um, but I remember that there was a period where we're like, all right, we have to study for these, the exams, just like AP. Um, although I feel like I didn't get, we didn't get nearly as much college credit as we were sold on this thing. <laughs> no, I didn't get as much college credit as I was sold for AP either. Yeah. Um, but there was definitely that. All right, now it's the exam is coming, and yeah. But that's what I associate with history is watching the Mummy. That's so sad. And kind of stalling out after World War Two. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I didn't pay attention, but how much could I have blocked out? Like, really? Right. You know. 
<laughs> to not have like to not know much about this or Vietnam or you know so I had a really terrible world history teacher honestly it took me as a lit major to you know study specific time periods to finally mm-hmm. learn what happened during these time periods yeah so great job American yeah although my father-in-law is a history teacher and he's a good one actually I was like maybe I should just ask him what I should read because I want to yeah yeah let me know what he recommends because I'm curious as well (laughs) so what did you think of it been on your list for a while I loved your thoughts I loved it I like um consumed it in like a day and a half on the Mm -hmm. subway basically and like yeah I love the main character and I knew Mm -hmm. I did um and her brash and sassiness as a kid is just it's the best yeah um I almost made it, wanted to make a list of, like, the books she was reading. And then I was like, political philosophy is not my cup of tea at all. <laughs> um, I'm really actually bummed I don't have a cup of tea at the moment because, well, we'll get to that in book drink. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's it just everything about it, everything about the family dynamics, um, everything that she went through, it just... And then to have these moments where she grew up during a time where, like, her neighbor's house got bombed. Oh, God. Yeah. And then she went to Austria and essentially, like, collapsed probably isn't the right word, but, like, disassociated somehow. And she denied she wouldn't cop to where she came from because being from there was like the worst thing in the world like yeah. everyone viewed them as backward you know so All fundamentalist yeah um so. and that kind of like broke her inside and mm-hmm. then she came back and it just was like this journey of like knowing that she's okay now but yes. like it's, a, having, it's been a journey yeah this these multiple like existential crisis yeah and uh but she's by 22 so right. that's like I was as I was doing my notes like I read it and then I went back and wrote more condensed because I found if I do notes while I'm reading it's like five pages I gotta read it <laughs> and then go back and I'll flip through but I was writing down her age and I was like she's only 18 right now like that's yes. insane like and then yes but, I kept being like so you're like in your mid-20s it's okay it's okay and it was like on my right. 18th birthday no, I was not. like oh great okay and I like to I like that she didn't shy away from including stuff where she does not look good like she make clearly made mistakes or shouldn't have done the things that she did or said the things she did like she doesn't try to just make herself try to seem like this perfect child growing up you know she definitely just this is her experience i messed up here shouldn't have done these things but this is what happened yeah so she is fortunate enough that she well she has a mother and a father and a grandmother i was about to say she's fortunate enough to be an only child which is not (laughs) What I meant. Uh, she comes from a loving family where she's got two very educated and intelligent parents that um, are fighting against the regime in the 70s. And then she's got a grandmother who she adores more than I think anybody else in the world. Yeah. Who was married to, at the time, the king. 
or a or, prince. No, he was a prince. He was a prince before the last Shah kind of right. took over. Yeah. And kind of kicked him out. Yeah, there sort was of. a... I was reading... I can't remember if it was on... It might have been on a Goodreads page where it was like, yes, theoretically, I am descendant of royalty. However, kings had like dozens of wives mm. and like... I didn't think of that. Like, it was like... Basically, almost everybody could claim this. Gotcha. So, Interesting. it wasn't, she was not the direct line of something. Mm. Okay. So, but. Because they didn't make a big deal of it when no. she finally learns it. It's definitely not made a big deal. If she's just like, wait, so you're saying he was a prince and her dad's like, yep. And then explains, but then it doesn't come up again. Like, she's not like walking around like, I'm a princess or anything. Yeah, like they're, no. You know, so. They probably made it very clear as well where it's like. Yeah, let's talk about how many wives and, you know, yeah. leading to how many babies that leads to. and um, But it is, you know, he was an important man and mm-hmm. became a communist, which got him killed, essentially. Um, and it's like, I, I don't even think, I would have really liked a family tree. Yeah. Because she has so many cousins and uncles. Then I'm just like, okay, wait. I know. I was like, this this, this one is on her mom's side, and then this uncle's from her dad's side, right. and then this uncle mentioned over here. I don't remember where that one comes from. Right. Yeah. Um, so her parents go to demonstrations, and they're fighting back. And she wants to help out, but it's kind of in the beginning. It's like, you don't understand anything yeah <laughs> like so she's it's interesting like okay. a nine-year-old kid reading like yeah. books about graphic novels about communism yeah i liked seeing how kind of before that and they started kind of trying to really <clears throat> teach her these things she was kind of spouting what was said at school like how the shah was chosen by god and the parents were like no no, Let's come sit. We got to talk. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought that was very interesting to see those conversations kind of play out. And this poor little girl who's like, but, you know, like, it's their drawings. But, like, you can kind of see where it's like, but my school is telling me this. And then my parents are telling me this other thing over here. This is a lot to, like, you yeah. know, it's just a lot of conflicting information. And kind of having to decide which one you're going to believe. Because she could have just said, no, my parents are dumb. It's the school. The school has to be right. She could have right. gone that way. But she doesn't. And she then starts, she wants to protest and she does convince their maid to take her to a protest one day. And yes. her mom is pissed. Her parents are pissed when they fight. Yeah, because it's like a really bad one. Yeah, and... they're getting worse with like attacks on the protesters. and Yeah. So in the beginning, she, the headscarf had just come back for a brief period of time, but it wasn't mandatory well it was more of one of those like you're supposed to wear it and it's like yeah but are you Um, and then at age 10 is when it became obligatory to wear it to school or at school yes seeing those little changes um then the whatever first part of this war because it's like a kind of ongoing war Mm -hmm. um And again, both of us are admitting we don't exactly know the timeline. Mm. Uh, and it is unfortunate that we don't. But uh, 
she there there are political um I almost said rebels but radicals I guess would be the better term that have been jailed for years that are finally getting released and it is like I really love the child mind in the beginning because she's like my dad's really cool. He goes to all these protests and takes mm-hmm. pictures and like these pictures are technically illegal and like he almost got arrested. And then it's like her friend's dad comes home and has been in jail and he's like, oh yeah, don't worry. Like, I know they tortured me by doing this and this and this, but like, I'm fine. And they're like, oh, you're a hero. And she's like, my dad didn't go to jail. He's not a hero. Right. <laughs> like, oh damn. <laughs> but then she meets her uncle Anoush. Yes. Who has also been in jail longer than her friend's dad. For nine years. Yes. And also went to the USSR. Mm -hmm. And um, basically, like, becomes her favorite uncle. Yeah. Um, And he eventually gets put back in jail and uh, is killed. That part was... Because he was allowed one visitor and he requested her. And yes. she went and I was oh, just like, oh my God. It was, that was a lot. Yeah. I cried a lot during this book. Like that's got to be a lot for a little kid. Because when, because um, people are leaving. People are, are leaving just, they're just getting out of Dodge. Yep. And I think her mom tells her, oh, he went back to the USSR because his wife called or something. She's like, he doesn't even talk to his wife. Like, she knows this. Right. Um, so then her dad comes to her and says he was arrested. And she's like, I know. Like, she knew it, you know. Yeah. Um, he's like, well, there is something you can do if you want to do something. And he requested you. And she's all about it. And, I mean, she's a little nervous. Right. But she goes and sees him before he's executed. Yeah. It's really sad. And it's kind of also the breaking point where, like, up until this point, she's believed in a god and that, like, as long as there's a god who she kind of, like, sees as her best friend and he kind of Mm -hmm. appears to her a few times, like, things are going to be okay. And this is kind of the point where I don't know if she's religious or not, Mm. but this reads to me at the point where, like, clear atheism started happening. Yeah. She... She prays and stuff later and, like, admits that when she does or when her mom does, like, things are better. Mm -hmm. But I don't get the feeling she's religious. Yeah, I definitely don't get the feeling that she's as religious. Because when she was a kid, she there's a part where she, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? She says she wants to be a prophet. Yes. (laughs) God, I forgot about that. She no longer wants to be a prophet. Um, so I don't know how much she does with the organized religion, we'll say. Right. You know. She's, she's, like, got the perfect parents because she's a lot. Yeah. And grandmother, because her grandmother's just like, oh, who cares? It's fine. Yeah. She's, she wants to be a prophet, whatever. Like, she's a kid. Just, do, <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> Let her be. Right. She's a kid. Her answer will change. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I think it's after her uncle's executed, there's an announcement that the universities have been closed for two years. Um, yeah. 
and then her parents decide to go on vacation for three weeks. Um, I can't remember where they go, but they go to like a couple different countries. Turkey. Okay, Turkey. And then come back and all of a sudden they're at war. Yeah. Like, I, I like that the parents go on vacation by themselves. Oh, like, yeah. Wait, was that before or after? Oh, no, you're right. They do go on, a like, a... that they take together, but then there is another one. You're right. Maybe they, they do, go... It's they do after. go to Europe. Yeah. yeah. They do go around, because they're in Spain. Right, When they yes. see the dark cloud over Iran. Is Iran? Yes. Iran. And, I don't know. I feel like I always say it wrong. You know, I really... Um, so, and they can't understand Spanish, so they are, like... Maybe there's a gas leak or something, like it's pollution yes. or something. And it Italy is and Spain. That's where they were. Yeah. Yeah. It is not. It is. Uh, they're at war. Yes. And she is ready to fight and get involved. Yeah. But then... Then comes some, you know, a long discussion of, like... The U.S. and Europe are giving weapons to both sides. Mm-hmm. They're essentially want both countries just to blow each other up so they can have access to the oil. Mm-hmm. Um, oil is the goal. They are. She's helping her dad at work when, like, the first bomb goes off, mm. and it's near their neighborhood. So you know they run home, and there's this really great scene, like they come into the house and the mom's like in the shower and they're like hugging yeah. her and she's got a she's towel like, on. Yeah. yeah. She's like, so. I was just showering guys. Yeah. Yeah. So there's also, um, a part where we learn that boys in the poor areas get a plastic key that's painted gold. And they're told that if they die in this great cause in this war fighting for their country, that this key will get them into heaven, that heaven's full of wine and women and food and blah, blah, blah. Because um, I think it's their maid whose son gets the key. and mm-hmm. But then Margie calls her cousin, who's in a better off neighborhood, and he's like, what are you talking about? We didn't get any keys. So it's just the boys in the yeah. poor areas that they're trying to get to yeah, volunteer to, and want to fight. You know, after life will put be on great. the front lines. Yeah. Um, and her friend's parents start dying. I mean, kids are, you know, they're going, they're getting sent to the front lines and mm-hmm. so are parents and it's, it's a loss. Yeah. But it's they... also when she starts to cut, well, no, we're not quite to the point where she starts like really speaking out constantly. Yeah. Not yet, but like, cause the other thing, too, when they're at school and they have to, like, beat their breasts for the for the martyrs and everything, it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. The martyr stuff gets really intense. Yeah. Um, and then she also has one of my favorite drawings in this was when it was after her parents go on their, their trip, just the two of them, um, and they come back. I loved that they smuggled in sneakers, a jean jacket, and a pin for her, but then a poster by her mom sewing it into her dad's coat. Yes. So he's walking like giant shoulders and he's like, This is weird. She's like, No, just you can carry it. You can do it. You can carry it. It's <laughs> I'll pull a style. It off. It's a style. Right. Um, but then 
Margie puts all that stuff on and she goes and she's going to buy um, some music that she's not supposed to have. And then she gets caught by the guardians of the revolution, the women's division, who are yeah. basically there to catch women who are not dressed as they should be. She had her veil on, but she had all this other stuff. And it's basically Margie starts crying and she just makes up a story about how her stepmother hates her. <laughs> and if I don't go home right away, she's going to kill me. She'll burn me with an iron. <laughs> and then it's Which like is her... how one of her friends was tortured, her friend's parents yes. was tortured. Um, and then she'll make my father put me in an orphanage. And it's like the drawing of the face is her just melting with tears. And the guardian lets her go. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, don't wear that stuff outside. But it's like, <sighs> what do you do? I mean, right. You should be. A, it's just a jean jacket with yeah. a Michael Jackson pin. And I think she tried to say it was someone else. Malcolm X. Because Mal- <laughs> Michael Jackson was still black at the time. Right. She's like, I don't know who Michael Jackson is. This yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> um, what I love is like their, the, the slow shift of their parents where her mother, who in the beginning is just as much like we need to go protest. We need to do something. And she's, at the point where she's like, we need to do something, but we also need to remember to live our lives. Like, yeah, the bad stuff's going to keep happening. We need to keep the good things, which mm-hmm. means illegal partying for the most part. Yep. Um, while her dad, her mom's more optimistic. Her dad is very pessimistic and won't believe mm-hmm. it. At first it was like, wouldn't believe it unless it was on the radio. And then by the end it was like, wouldn't believe it unless BBC said something BBC. About it. Yep. Yeah. But her parents definitely taught her from early on, don't just flat out trust the media that you're being given. You got to question things. Right. Um, So, yeah, they're, you know, it's a lot of like uh, having fun, but, you know, also boarding up your windows because your neighbor might turn you in for having fun. Right. or trying to prevent it if something happens to your neighbor's house so that, like, if they get bombed or the missiles hit them so that glass doesn't come flying in, which was right. one of her mom's strategies. And it's just the little things of how you have to live your life under a regime like this, under threat of war like this. Um, she and her mom kind of bigger a lot as kids or as she's a kid. <laughs> yeah. And... She calls her mom a dictator at one point, and mm-hmm. um, and then, her way to rebel was to smoke a cigarette she had stolen yes. from I think her cousin. <laughs> yes, and uh, the I don't know the discussion of martyrs throughout and like how her opinions change about them, how the country's opinions change about them. Mm-hmm. But one line that keeps popping up is to die a martyr is to mm-hmm. inject blood into the veins of society. Yeah, and her kind of thoughts on that slogan kind of change yeah um i mean it is this is a perfect book for someone who like maybe new to radicalism or like we can make change it's like okay go read this book this book takes place over um she's what eight at the beginning Mm, i think 10 okay 10 Um, when the at least 10 when the veil is obligatory okay um and then yeah, it starts at 10. Okay. And she's 22, I think, at the end. Because she's getting ready to go to France. 
1994 she was born in. She was born in 69. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so, so 23. 22, 23, somewhere there. Um, and just to see her peaks and valleys of like, you know, I don't know, given the time that we're living in, nothing like this has gotten this bad, but you can see some of the similarities and like seeing her deal with things and how she deals with things and doesn't break. Mm-hmm. I mean, she does almost break, but actually start strike that she does break, but she gets put back together. Yeah. So, um, seemed to me like she definitely always had a voice. She definitely acted up a little bit in school, <laughs> but after her, um, neighbors get hit with a missile cause she's out. Uh, with a friend I believe and here's news that the missile hit in her neighborhood and she's like I gotta get home oh my god what if it was my parents and she it was on her street and she did the drawing of her walking up without looking just head down like I don't want to look up and see it be my house my building and then all of a sudden her mom is there but it was made me cry yeah but it was their neighbors the, the Baba Levies I think so and she um her mom tries to say oh maybe you know kind of maybe they weren't home but she can tell her mom is trying to like pull her away and not get her to look but she something catches her eye and it's her friend's bracelet that was still like yeah at first i was like oh it's her bracelet cool like it's a memento or not cool but like no this is gonna be and then it's like gonna be a bracelet she never took off yeah it's (sighs) still attached yeah because after that that's when she's kind of really rebelling and then wearing her bracelet to school. Mm-hmm. And that leads to the big um, confrontation with um, te- one of the teachers. Yep. Is that when she pushes the principal? Yeah. Oh, the principal. Yeah. Yeah. Because. It gets expelled. Yeah. Like, And her parents are like this thin line of like what you're doing isn't wrong, but also you got to kind of rein it back. Yeah. That's when her mom tells her, um, you know, it's against the law to execute a virgin, which she knew. So they will marry you. They would marry a young woman to one of the guards, mm-hmm. rape her. So she's not a virgin anymore. And then they can kill her. Yep. Um, and, and that's the- what happened to someone that they, they had met. Yeah. And, and the whole thing about the dowry and. Yeah. So, and, their culture it's the the guy pays a dowry to the to the father of the bride and the dowry paid for this woman to lose her virginity so she can be killed was five dollars american at the time yeah and that doesn't put things in perspective yeah yeah well, soon after that is when they decide they're going to send her to austria to live with her mom's friend Yep. Which lasts for like 10 days. Yeah. I don't quite get why. Yeah. I don't either. She just kind of was like, the mom was kind of witchy and I don't know, but she gets sent to a convict pretty quickly. Yeah. 
Which, okay, so the school, it took me a little while to realize the school is not part of the convent. Like, that's me just too. where she stayed. Me too. Because when she gets kicked out of the boarding house, I was like, where the fuck is she going to go to school? It's like, oh, wait, she's still going to school. Yeah. She just now has to live elsewhere. It's right. like, oh, and then I went back and was like, okay. Yeah, it was weird because uh, they, they used the word expelled, which. Right. Yeah. Um, and we get this scene of her going to an Aldi and they've been yeah. living with rations and, like, people have been, like, turning on each other and turning on different subsects of their um, cultures because of rations and foods and everything. And it's horrific, you know, like there are times that the mom and, and Margie are like, they're tearing us apart mm-hmm. you know, so that they don't rise up. Right. But so she goes to this Aldi and she says it's been four years since I've seen a well-stocked store. And the first thing she headed, heads to is the laundry detergents to find mm-hmm. scented ones. And she yes. was like, if you ever visit my house, there's so much detergent. Still. Yeah. yeah. Which I just loved so much. Yeah. Um, she meets one of her first friends. Um, Lucia, is that her name? Um, I think that's her roommate. Right. Who always wakes her up with the hair dryer. <laughs> yes. And doesn't speak. Right. I think French. she speaks at she first. Only, right. Right. She only speaks German. Um, and yeah, she wakes her up with a hair dryer. They kind of get along, but not really mm-hmm. at first. Um, she shares fancy peanuts or sorry, pistachios. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucia makes her a. Uh, a soup that I'm sure is very good, but yeah. it's not her cup of tea. And yeah, they go to class. And where... she does meet other friends, Julie, and then a group of two guys, three guys. Yeah, it was an eccentric, a, a punk, two orphans. Yeah, that yeah. is three guys. And a third worlder. And they are interesting because it's like I don't know how like is she poor I can't quite tell like her family when this all started was solid middle class maybe middle upper mm-hmm. um, but she, she has a hard time kind of grappling with when she's like wait a minute but we have a maid yes and like realizing what her like social standing is at that point she does have seem to have a hard time kind right. of with that and then to flip it, now she's dealing with people who have material waste and mm-hmm. everything else. So, like, this group of, like, misfits, quote-unquote, when it's, like, comes to winter plans, they're going skiing in Spain and, yeah, you know, so many different lo- other places. And she's like, no, I'm going home. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm going to go to my bedroom and do nothing. Yeah. Although Lucia does, she's like, you know what? You're coming with me. Right? Was it Christmas, the, hol- the Christmas yeah. holiday, maybe? Otherwise, she was just going to be home alone or at the boarding house alone. So she does go with her roommate home and she gets along really well with her family. And it's that was really nice. Yeah. I did like that. And they, they became friends after that, although Lucia yeah. has a boyfriend, so she doesn't see her too much at first. But that she couldn't talk about in front of the parents because they were really Catholic, yes. I believe. <laughs> So, Three no mention of what's his name. Yep. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and then, so they get back from Christmas break, and then there's 
what I guess is the equivalent of spring break. Yeah, because she was like, why is there so much vacation? Like, what? Just we go to school. Yes. And that's, we go to school. <laughs> like. <laughs> so she, instead of doing anything or like going anywhere, she's like, okay, I'm going to read these books. And so she mm-hmm. reads her mother's favorite book, um, <laughs> which essentially says, uh, at one point, Simone explains that if a woman peed standing up, the perception of life would change. Mm-hmm. And it says seated, it was a sim- it was much simpler. And as an Iranian woman before learning to urinate like a man, I needed to learn to become a liberated and emancipated woman. Yeah. <laughs> I love that her answer, even as a little kid, even when she was younger, it, it, to try to figure stuff out is to turn to books. It's like, yes, that's so me. Yes. Like before we got a dog, I was like, wait, I need books. I got to figure this out. Exactly. Deciding to have kids. I, I need a book. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> And stacks and stacks and stacks of books. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she gets kicked out of the nunnery because yeah. she's watching TV with the nuns and eating pasta out of a bowl, which is very much a teenage thing. This is also very pot. much. Yes, sorry, out of the pot. Yeah. This is something but, that Megan, who lives alone, has done on occasion. And her rationale was sound. She was like, one bowl's not going to be enough. I'm not going to just keep going up and down these stairs. Yeah. I'm going to bring. What I know I'm going to eat, because I'm hungry. Yeah. And watch TV. Like, it's still out of a vessel. She doesn't have freaking spaghetti, like, in her hands. Exactly. (laughs) She's using a spoon. Right. Uh, So Mother Superior yells at her, um, says she doesn't have manners, and says it's true what they say about the Iranians. They have no education. And her response is, it's true what they say about you, too. You were all prostitutes before you became nuns. And gets her expelled from the boarding house, which was just like, good for you for standing up for yourself. (laughs) But they lied to her parents about what she was like. (laughs) They tell her parents that after she got caught stealing a fruit yogurt, she had decided to leave the boarding house on her own accord. Like it was her decision. Her parents like, she does. She hates fruit yogurt. What the hell does this even mean? <laughs> um, like, you yeah. could have at least come up with a better lie. Right. So. Yeah. She goes to but live she, with Julie for a while. Yeah. This is where she learns about sex. Oh, yeah. And that other cultures, parents are not as... The teenagers get away with mouthing off a lot more to their parents yes. than they would ever do in her culture, we'll say. Yeah. They're not as respected, mm-hmm. in a sense. So, um, but yeah, so she bonds with Julie and Julie's mom. Mm-hmm. And goes to her first uh, party, I guess. The, not like her parents' party. Mm-hmm. And it is a party of, is it punk? What is it? Everyone's just basically lying around and smoking. There's no, like, dancing and eating and, like, what she would expect from the party right. she went to back home. Um, I thought this was a specific kind of party, but maybe that's late. That's the maybe the hide-and-seek one. Yeah. Or is yeah. that the one? Or is that the party? Maybe that's the party that they host when her mom goes out of town. Yeah, I thought that was supposed to be, like, a specific kind of, like, punk party. But I know that there's one where it's, like, the 
The hide and seek one was, is weird. We'll get to that one. Well, oh, the ones where they go out in the woods. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, I am uh, curious what her actual height is. Like, she shot up, but I'm like, how tall are you really? Yeah. She says she grew seven inches between like 15 and 16. Yeah. And that she changed, like, her, you know, your body's changing. Your face, yeah. your feet, your hands, like everything. You just look like a different person. Um, she sees oh. an almost naked man for the first time. Yep. Yep. I really actually do like how they do this. You know, me at 15, me at 16. Mm hmm. My face got longer than one eye got bigger, not than the other. And yeah. Only her left foot got bigger. Um, and so she does what we all do during that time. Try really bad haircuts. Yep. Um, she styles her. is pretty cool. <laughs> yes. She eventually comes into a look that I really like. Yeah. Because when it's just cut, it looks kind of like, like a mushroom, like yeah. bowl cut that all the boys had when we were younger. Uh, but then she like spikes it up and then she's got eyeliner and she's got earrings. And then she does have um, some safety pins around her neck, but then she changes that to a scarf because it softens the image. Yes. <laughs> I did enjoy that. Um, oh. And she makes some money cutting the hair of kids at school. Mm-hmm. And really kind of is starting to realize that her group of friends um, are faux intellectual. Mm-hmm. And uh, though the only thing that she can definitely top him on is death. Right. Um, so, and this is also the start of like, everybody's doing drugs around her and she's yeah. not going to do it at first. So Then she does try a little bit. But actually I did like. She would pretend and she wouldn't inhale, and then she would kind of just like rub her eyes to try to make yeah. them red. <laughs> like, this is really committing. <laughs> and this is also, too, when um, talking to her parents, she doesn't give much detail because she doesn't want to tell them what's going on yeah. now, like the changes and stuff. So she doesn't want to, like, just kind of come out with it. So she tries to like keep those interactions sort of brief and general and like, everything's fine, you know, but then like when the news is on, she doesn't pay attention if it's about her country. She just kind of shuts, she tries to like shut that off, essentially tries to like not pay any attention to it. Yeah. She's like, it's the first kind of anxiety splits where like inside of her is all this guilt raging, but she's tried to like shred anything about her culture mm-hmm. to the point she claims she's French. Yeah. Um, which leads to her breaking point and she finally yells about, you know, I'm Iranian and I'm proud of it. Yeah, because people are talking shit and they don't realize she's right there. Yeah. Always check the booth behind you. Yeah. Even that, I'm in Rhode Island. If I'm talking about somebody, I'm still like, Let's check yeah. my surroundings. You never know when they're going to pop up. Because <laughs> this would be the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, So then she moves in with eight gay men. Mm-hmm. She grows her hair out a little bit longer again, so it's back in a ponytail. Yep. She's... It, I view it as like the European intellectual look where it's like mm. all black. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Quick ponytail. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and her mom's coming to visit. She hasn't yeah. seen her mom for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she's like so much like a head basically taller than her. Yeah. And her mom actually doesn't recognize her at first because she's, she's changed cold. so much. And her mom has gone gray was one of the changes she yes. notices. Um, and her mom is very accepting of her uh, roommates, even like teaches one of the guys how to say I love you in uh, Persian. So for the guy that he had just met. Mm-hmm. And that it's just like, it's a good moment of her kind of recharging her batteries. Mm-hmm. Um, starts smoking with her mom, which was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's when she meets her first boyfriend. Oh, she moves into Dr. Heller's house. Oh, yeah. Dr. Heller's who house. makes horse PT and has a horse face. Yep. So. Yeah. And her, lets her dog apparently shit on people's beds. Yeah. Like, ugh. It's just got to lighten up. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's the answer. Um, she gets a boyfriend. Enrique. Enrique. Who... Yeah. It, like is good friends with uh, the revolutionary revolutionary anarchist. Yes. And so this she's is the like, one where they're going to that anarchist party. Yeah, she's like, good. You guys are doing good things, trying yeah. to bring awareness. They go to a party, which I guess An she's hour expecting. and a half away. Yeah. <laughs> was she expecting political? I, I'm not sure what she was expecting, but they get there and that wasn't this. <laughs> They're playing hide and seek slash tag. In the woods. In the woods. Which I'm not about. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going home. <laughs> they also played volleyball. It's just yeah. okay. And grilled, grilled sausages. Some sausages. Yep. Listen to Janice Joplin. Yeah. Um, which is, doesn't sound like a bad night, but like, also doesn't sound like revolutionary anarchist i wouldn't call it an anarchist party like that's what he yeah. calls it like it's like do you want to go to a party in the woods sure well, and then this would have fit what that sounds like exactly it <laughs> so um enrique turns out to be gay yeah that's fine. She, and it's right after she decides she's ready to have sex she's <laughs> she's gonna try this and then it doesn't happen and then the next day he tells her listen to tell you something. <laughs> um, he does say that it's, um, that he thinks she's pretty, she's attractive, that basically if it wasn't going to happen, if it couldn't happen with her, then it wasn't going to happen with, with any woman. Right. But she does get kind of more involved with the anar- anarchist group um, to the point that it's like really worrying a teacher that like lets her come home mm-hmm. and for just one trip. Um, she starts like really getting back into drugs, mm-hmm. uh, doing weed hash. Okay. Maybe there's only two at the time. Um, she's kind of struggling with dating because she's going through a very awkward phase and mistakes a date for, or mistakes a math lesson for a date. Yeah. Um, but then she does start dating Marcus. Oh, Marcus. Who is trash. He is trash. <laughs> <sighs> he 
He's, he, he's just uses her like. Yeah. He does for two years. Sends her down to go get the drugs from like kind of sketchy places because he can't find a place park. So you just, I'll just circle the block or whatever and you go. Um, he doesn't stand up to his mom who. Right. You know, cusses her out in German, expect, expecting her not to understand German. Um, in which she's getting a lot of people yelling at her to go, to leave, mm-hmm. go back. Um, she's just a teenager too. Like she still hasn't had 18. Yeah. And then, so they go back to her place, but then like horse lady yells at her and like nobody can believe that he would really want to be with her or that she would really want to be with him. She's either a prostitute or trying to get a visa. Hmm. Um, and then she's, what is she doing? Because she, there's somewhere that she's going that her plan was to sleep at his place and then take the train the next morning. He's like, oh, you live closer to the station. You should just stay home. Well, first they <laughs> study for their IB test. Yes. Which, like, the subject essay comes to her in a dream after her mom praise for her and so she is able to write like the best essay um, and she waited tables for a while mm-hmm. to kind of get some money um, and when school starts the principal's like look you did a really great job stop selling drugs right yes he kind of says it without saying he's like we have a real problem with cannabis on yeah. campus um, whoever whoever procures it for the students of this establishment could be severely punished mm-hmm. so he doesn't come right out and say that he knows it's her but he's doing her a favor by hinting strongly that she stopped this right I so forgot about that starts taking more drugs yeah um There's, oh, they elect Kurt uh, Waldheim, and he, it is believed he's the Nazi, and skinheads have started returning, and um, it isn't that she doesn't care, she just doesn't view it as war is coming as much as everybody else seems to think, but she does demonstrate with with uh, the kids in Vienna and you know all that good stuff yeah then yeah so she's supposed to go catch a train somewhere misses her train decides to celebrate her 18th birthday with her boyfriend gets croissants goes upstairs and he's such a typical dude yep because it's ugh, can you hold on one yeah, you're second good. Chris I don't know where it is um, but yeah she sorry you're good <laughs> goes to his place and typical dude in that he's 
in bed with someone else. And he's like, it's not, it was nothing. I love you. And then as soon as she starts flipping, I was like, fine, get out. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, All right, Marcus, you clearly, fine, fine, fine. Yeah. I do like the breakdown of like, first of all, her, her host is an asshole and accuses mm-hmm. her of stealing a brooch. And so she's like sobbing and like, oh, this is his sweater. And we were supposed to right. have a life together and blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, actually, Marcus is an asshole. And like, she really starts to go through and realize why he's an asshole. And, like, that he never bought the drugs or offered right. to go get them and that is you know, didn't stick up to his mom and made mm-hmm. her split the gas money on their first date. Yeah. So, and also, like, really cut into her savings because. Right. He, was, he didn't work. He didn't He was ready work. to play. Yeah. And he pretended like he didn't get. I couldn't tell if he actually did get cut off by his mom or not. Yeah, he said that his allowance was cut off, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. So she gets over him, thankfully, but has started living on the streets. And she's, at this point, I think she is 18 because that whole thing happened right before her, the night before her 18th birthday. So she's 18 years old and she spends, is it three months? Three months, yeah. Yeah, three months on the street. And the way it ends is she's coughing. She has a really bad cough. Basically, she passes out in the street um, during the day, luckily, because people were around. Right. Um, and she didn't freeze to death. Uh, but she was wakes up in a hospital. She had severe bronchitis. Um, and he told her no more smoking. Yes, he said the doctor says no more smoking, so she says okay, and she asked to make a phone call. Her mom had told her that the friend of her mom's who she originally stayed with owed her some money, and that she could try to get it if she was, you know, bold enough. So she decides she's going to try to get it, so she calls the friend, goes to pick it up, and her surprise when the friend is like, where did you go? Your uncle was here and he really tried to find you. She's like, Oh, my uncle. It's like, yeah. Also your parents, they've called me like 10 times. She's like, Oh, my parents like you, she's in the, the woman says you disappeared for three months. You thought that you were going to disappear for that long and no one was going to look for you. (laughs) But her, like, she didn't seem to think about that part. That Yeah. I'm going to call my mom's friend. And of course she's going to, by now my parents have called her to say, have you seen her? You know, have you seen our daughter? Um, so of course she would let them know where she was, so which is ends up being a good thing, because she yeah. does the parents call while she's there and she talks to them. They're just happy that she's okay. They agree not to ask her about those three months, and of course she can come home. You can always go home, I hope. Yeah. So yeah, she goes back to uh, her childhood home. Realizes the punk rocker that she was as a kid is. Mm. not quite who she is anymore. Yeah. Um, But it's also having this moment of, I went through something similar around 18 where like, this is what I like, this is what high school had been like for me. And I was going to college and doing different things. And then it was like, well, now I have nothing fulfilling my life. Um, So like her existential dread and like breakdown, Mm -hmm. like, I remember feeling it 
mm-hmm. I joined a tennis team to keep me from mm. like falling down too mm-hmm. far. But she falls hard. Yeah. For I like it was interesting. a year. Yes. Sorry? No, just the coming home and obviously things change when you're away at college or you're away here, you're away there. Um, but the changes of her city, of her, of her, the area in which she lives are a lot different with, um, what is it? The, the murals of the martyrs. Mm-hmm. And is it that the streets get named after them? Yep. One in every third street is now named after a martyr. Yeah. Just those changes were a lot to take mm-hmm. in. Plus obviously like her dad, her mom, she had seen, but like her dad looks older. Her mom, you know, parents are older. They look different. Um, meeting up with her childhood friends and being like, what do we even have in common? (laughs) (laughs) Been there, yes. Right. Um, There's also, like, how things change. The way the martyrs, so that was, like, a a revolutionary thing where, like, the, those fighting the government had martyrs. The government has, like, taken the martyrs and is, like, using them to apologize almost. It's a very weird way of, like, how they've, um, I can't, Beauregard? Nope, that's not the right word. Taken over, like, how martyrs are used. There's a word for it. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Then her dad kind of tells her everything that's happened while she was gone. And I, like, you can feel the depression starting to, come even more because it's like she's ignored it she's avoided her identity and also like everything that bad that went on in vienna does not compare in her mind to what right you know is going on in her country right all these people have died in my country my family my parents still live under like the threat of death every day and some stupid boy broke up with me like she feels like she doesn't have any grounds to complain right no, your pain is real. Yep. All pain. She goes to visit a childhood friend who had actually ended up in the front yeah. lines. Um, and he has lost his leg and his arm. Mm-hmm. and But still has good spirits. Mm-hmm. And ends up going to Boston to get like a prosthetics and stuff. Tells this joke about a warrior who got blown into a thousand pieces and put back together uh, but they put his penis on wrong right <laughs> and maybe his ass um, and it's kind of a point where she realizes like you know the the saying is God will only give you what you can handle mm-hmm. which is bullshit and um, God gives you what he the Basically, the line is, that day I learned something essential. We can only feel sorry for ourselves when our misfortunes are still supportable. Once the limit is crossed, the only way to bear the unbearable is to laugh at it. I thought that was, like, the best way. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, no. Her depression continues to get bad. Mm -hmm. She tries therapy. Medication. Mm Mm-hmm. And then decides um, her parents are going to go out of town and 
she they ask her if she, you know if she wants to go with them, and she says no, no, she's just gonna hang out at home because she's decided that she's gonna kill herself. Um, like she, she saw in a movie. Yeah. She uh, drinks half a bottle of vodka, and then goes to cut her wrists in the bathtub, but she couldn't quite bring herself to push the blade in, so she kind of more nicked herself than anything, really. With a butter knife. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But then she decides to take all of her pills. Which, that, yeah. Yeah. Although, three days later, she woke up and had really crazy hallucinations for several hours, and she did go to her therapist, who was like, you swallowed all of them? And asked her, are you sure? Which, yes, she's sure. He's like, that should have killed an elephant basically so she kind of took that to mean okay i guess i'm not supposed to die now and comes around and starts doing more for herself and (laughs) i loved the um she goes shopping she shaves does her hair not that you have to do these things take care of yourself but this is what she chose to do Um, find your own self-care right Becomes an aerobics instructor, and I like that the music that was playing is Eye of the Tiger. (laughs) It is very 80s hairstyle and outfit. With Eye of the Tiger. I never expected the the aerobics instructor. I didn't either. Um, And maybe it doesn't last too long. Yeah, I don't think so, because we don't really come back to that. Yeah. Uh, The focus then becomes... um, she meets Reza and they are both studying wait no they're studying for the national exam not yet they uh not yet they she basically she's made friends they're at a party and she meets uh Reza and uh really hits it off loses her friend that invited her to the party right because her best friend was hoping to hook up with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're apparently as different as night and day. Like, mm-hmm. um, But they want to leave. And she's not quite ready to leave. So, And maybe applying for visas take years. So knowing all that, they study to go to college. To pass the test to go to college. Yeah. Um, and then it was very interesting with them and how you don't in this setup you're not really allowed to date so much like a man and woman could be walking down the street why are you together oh we're married I need to see your marriage license to prove that type of thing right and if you're not married there's going to be hell to pay Um, you could probably only claim like siblings and cousins if you know, you've known each other long enough that you can answer questions. Right, right. Um, so they spent a lot of time inside. Yep. But the one that got me, this was one of the stories where I was like, this is, she's not afraid to say, this is my truth. I didn't do everything right. Yes. <laughs> you know, I made mistakes. Um, she had decided to try out some lipstick and she was waiting oh, for him God. to arrive. And then she saw the guardians of the revolution knew there was going to be a raid. So she kind of panicked and thought, all right, 
the best way to distract them would be to kind of go to them before they come to her type of thing. So she lies and says that um, some random guy on the street said something indecent to her Mm -hmm. and they took him away and she didn't get in trouble for the lipstick. And then she tells Reza and he laughs and laughs. They laugh together. That was good thinking. Um, Her grandmother does not laugh no. when she tells her understandable because i'm sitting here and i'm like oh, yeah. no this is like you good. did what this guy could die like yeah like <sighs> where you live the time you're in i really we have no idea if that guy's okay right right um but she tells her grandmother and her grandmother flips that on her as for the first time for yeah in her and she's what 18 19 how old is she here somewhere around there yeah 89 she's 20 okay um, so in 20 years of her life, her grandmother has never like raised her voice at her and stuff. She did hear, um, she called her a selfish bitch actually. Yes. Um, and basically said, you know, your grandfather spent a third of his life in prison. Your uncle did, you know, spent time in prison, was executed. Um, does integrity mean nothing to you? Um, basically you should be ashamed of yourself. And then she was like, Yeah. It's like occasionally she needs to realize when she's hooking up with a guy that she is losing herself. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, she does officially become a student for uh, media arts, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And makes new friends, like kind of gets her life together. Mm-hmm. You know, despite the fact that the, like, government is still being oppressive, is still being ridiculous, wants to change their dress and their, uh, their veils. Right. Um, or even when she, so she's graphic arts, you, you draw stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and she gets in trouble. She gets yelled at one day for looking at the man that she's supposed God, to be drawing. Yes. She's like, am I supposed to just, what, look at the door while I draw him? Yes, was the answer. Um, I did also like, too, where she's she's running late for a dentist appointment, and she's running to try to catch the bus, and she gets yelled at to stop running. And at first, she doesn't quite realize that they're yelling at her. And then when she stops, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm late. I need, to, I need to go. And they're like, but when you run, your behind makes movements, and da-da-da, it's obscene. She's like, don't look at my ass. Like, she <laughs> screams at them. And that it's, seems to be enough to shock them into not arresting her because yeah, it's fascinating. could have gone differently. It's so fascinating like that I don't want to like belittle their religion or anything, but like mm-hmm. it, it is implied through the book like how sexist this language or this culture and religion is because, you know, there's a very long discussion of like how long should the veil be mm-hmm. and how baggy pants should be mm-hmm. and various like ankles not showing and she wears red socks and gets in trouble and no makeup and don't be provocative basically. Right. And yet in the beginning, there's like also a laundry list of like things for men that has kind of gone away. It's like men weren't supposed yeah. to be clean shaven Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, essentially, they were strict. They were essentially supposed to hide almost as much as women, but it's loosened over the years. 
Um, yeah. I did also like, too, there's a part where she writes, the regime had understood that one person leaving her house while asking herself, are my trousers long enough? Is my veil in place? Are they going to whip me? Can my makeup be seen? Like, asking all these questions. No longer asks herself, where is my freedom of thought? My freedom of speech? My life? Is it lovable or livable? And what's going on in the political prisons? Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not to get political on our show, but like it's a lot of what's going on nowadays where, you know, yeah, you're shown one thing and the question you should ask first is what are you trying to hide or what are you trying to make me not question? So, right. Um, she admits that she's having sex with her boyfriend. And she's on the pill. Uh, and she and loses friends. Yes, but then she does, not necessarily just through that, but over the course of time, gain friends who are definitely yeah. like-minded. Um, and they have their parties, which very it's just reminded me of the, the parties that her parents had and their friends had exactly. and like the ways for them to rebel. Um, and that they, I, is this one that, yeah, they would get arrested, you know, or the, the, the they would the cops would come and they would just kind of go laughing laughing with them and then the fine the fine would get paid and yeah you know until one night when a friend uh, was running away from them and fell off the roof and died yeah and then the question is you know should we keep partying or not and mm-hmm. so then yeah it's time to talk about marriage because like you said earlier, you know, men and women can't really be in public together. Right. And so you definitely can't live together if you're not yeah. married. If you can't be in public together. Exactly. So I think even uh, trying to go to a hotel, they won't let you do mm-hmm. it. So, right. so they talk about getting married. Her father makes him promise that, they keep the clause where she's allowed to ask for divorce. Which apparently the woman only gets if the husband elects it when they sign the marriage certificate. Did not yep. know this. Yeah, that was very uh, sketchy. Yep. Um, I did like that the, the, her dad had said he had, there were three things he was going to ask. It was that. Two, that basically, you know, him and his wife had raised her with a certain level of freedom and that she still um, be able to have that and, and that they basically continue their studies outside of basically leave their country, go to Europe, just go somewhere else Yep, and continue your studies there. And that three basically, but I'd like that he said it this way, that basically you live together as long as you feel truly happy. Just the two of them, not just her, but like right. stay together. If you're happy, basically saying if you're not happy, then you stop being together. Yeah. They yeah. support divorce no matter what. And yeah. it's even implied or also then explicitly said, like the dad expected her to get divorced. Also, yes, maybe the grandmother did too. Yeah. That the dad tells her later that he knew it was never going to work. I think it's, it comes up somewhere around here. I think at the beginning of the talking about marriage, um, yeah, like long afterward, my father admitted to me that he'd always known that I would get divorced. Um, but that he wanted her to realize for herself that Reza and her were not made for each other. And you can't, people can't, you can't be told that by your parents. One, it's just going to drive you into wanting to do it more. Exactly. (laughs) And two, you can't learn something like that without experiencing it for yourself. Um, Her mom doesn't like Reza either, but yeah, this is a whole 
just like you gotta do it and she mm-hmm. like it's from the moment that they get married that it's like we made a bad decision mm-hmm. well when the drawing is when they go to the apartment the doors close the drawing is of her behind prison bars because yes. that's how she's feeling it's not a good sign no. <laughs> Um, I mean, like within months, within a month, they had separate bedrooms. That's Mm -hmm. bizarre, but they kind of keep it together in public Mm -hmm. um, because everybody views them as like the perfect partner or or perfect couple. And it's, you know, but they do keep like having their separate lives. Like, oh, where's your wife? She's on vacation with her cousin. Where's your husband? Ah, he's with his brother. Like they do keep it together appearance wise and maybe that's part of why people think they're the perfect couple because it's like oh he's so comfortable like like she's going and doing her own vacation yeah. and she's comfortable and he goes and does his own thing when they're really just they don't not want... wanting to yeah. be together <laughs> um yeah they're it's interesting two years i think is how long they stay married um yeah so then in 91 iraq attacked Kuwait and a lot of people from Kuwait escaped to Iran um and the like I like this part for a few reasons because it's like you had people that had escaped that were freaking out about things that were thousands of miles away that could never affect them or may never affect them and like they're stocking up in grocery stores and stuff and Mm -hmm. And it, like, makes them laugh because mm-hmm. they're like, no, we're okay. There's a war going on and we're okay. And it's a step towards the positiveness of their government, which is kind of terrifying to them. Yeah. Um, whoops. Like, I don't even think their grocery store has actually been gone back to rations. Hmm. But this is also the time... Yeah. Of satellite TV. Oh, satellite. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So her family gets one and she spends 12 hours on the couch and her dad catches her. Yeah. Um, And I don't think it was just that one day either. No, no, no. This was (laughs) definitely a pattern. This was finally like, all right, we have to talk. It's like, you know, I left for work and you were here. Right. In this position. I come home. You're here in this position. <laughs> right. Um, so he basically is like, you're ruining your mind or whatever. And she storms out and comes back like the next day. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because he asked her, is your marriage making you depressed? Because again, he knew yeah. that it wasn't going to work out. Because um, he used to read all the time. He used to do all this stuff. And um, like anybody can get married. Right. It's like, you you need to do more. And she storms off, but then you're right. Like, like you said, she does come back. She realizes everybody's getting married. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. so she comes back. Um, and her dad, she does tell her dad, like, you hit a nerve. And he rushes out and he goes, I love that he rushes out, gets her some books from the library. Yes. I'm like, yes, books are the answer to everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, she's been reading since she was 10 at least. And it's, right. it's never been, it's always been heavy stuff. Right. So what does he get her? He gets her the secret of the CIA, uh, Freemasonry of Iran, and the memoirs of uh, the Iranian prime minister from, like, the 50s. 
So and she's like, yes, this is awesome. And I'm like, right. this sounds like school. Sounds very heavy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this leads her to making new friends. Mm-hmm. She's getting back to essentially like her happy place is yeah. when she's educating herself. Right. And anytime she tries to stop that, that's where everything kind of kicks in. Right. So. And then uh, in their fourth year of studying, her and Reza are basically put on a project together by the head of the visual communications department. He wants them to design a theme park that's based on their mythological heroes. And I was like, that's an interesting project. It does sound Um, awesome. And then they basically work really hard together. This is from June 93 to January 94. So busy that we didn't even fight once because they were just so focused on on their project and their presentation and getting everything together and everything goes. I was really worried that the presentation wasn't going to go well. I know, same. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it does. Um, they had decided that she would. She was more talkative, so she would. She would do the actual presenting. Um, goes well. And then after. Um, they're told they did such a great job that, you know, you should propose this to the mayor and, you know, I know the mayor's deputy, here's their card, like use my name. And this was also one where she, she goes cause she has an appointment and she's told, I'm assuming it's they're the guardians of the revolution cause they're yeah. women in full cloaks. Um, you can't enter with just a scarf. You have to be wearing a hooded head scarf. Okay. So she comes back with the hooded head scarf. You can't come in, um, you're wearing makeup and then she comes in and her scarf is even like, it's, it looks like it's covering her eyes in the right. drawing. Um, and then she's finally allowed to come in cause she's fitting what they, what they deem is okay. Um, but then even though it's their mythological heroes or, you know, figures, the guy, he asks her, Okay, so half of your characters are women without veils. What? <laughs> like, I know. I was just like, okay, listen. Yeah. Either like sitting on animals, like we can see, we can see them, like we can see their shape, we can see their hair. She's like, yeah. I mean, she, well, actually, no, she offers to cover them. Um, and then by, basically the guy levels with her. And I said, he the guy who says, you know, the mayor's not going to care about this. Uh, he says more of like we're looking to add religious figures, not right. mythological. They don't want the myth, yeah. Um. So, and then that's when we kind of come to realize, and maybe she comes to realize just how much importance she had placed on this project for her marriage. That basically, this project was fixing her marriage, and if this project went away, as it was because it was being shut down, then her marriage is not going to last. Right. That this was a big problem. And her grandmother tells her, that's fine. It was your first one. It's all good. My God. Her um, grandmother's reaction killed me. Yes. <laughs> Wait, because first she goes to lunch with a friend who's like, my sister got divorced and it was terrible for her. Basically, everyone hit on her. You should just stay with your husband. So then she goes and talks to her grandmother and she's crying. She's upset. She's, you know, she's visibly upset. And her grandmother's very, very worried. And then <laughs> she finally spits it out. She's like, you have a heart condition. All these tears for a divorce. Like, yes. Like, how could you scare me like this? <laughs> I love her grandmother so much. Uh, um, but I didn't know her. I didn't realize that her grandmother had gotten divorced 
it was just like 50 or 55 years before. Yeah. Um, in a time when really no one ended their marriages. Exactly. And she was clearly fine and she knew she'd be happier by herself. Like, so, but she does tell her to take her time to make the decision. But once it feels wrong, pull it like a done. Tooth. Yeah. But I loved that. All these tears for a divorce. <laughs> I have a heart condition. <laughs> and the moment kind of feels right when like she's actually got finally got a job as like working in a magazine and mm-hmm. then some political cartoons are getting are causing uh the government to come and search for the artists and right people are getting arrested and beat up yeah and so after talking to one of the guys who like got assaulted for something that he made and realizing how he is with his wife mm-hmm. and she's done she's like i'm out I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I don't want to be in this country. I don't want to be with you. Yeah. And I'm going she's, to France. She's like, he was my hero for 20 days in his whole spiel. <laughs> like, cause like, the, like he's by his, I don't think his wife is home. No, she comes oh, no. in. She is home. She comes in. And the first thing like, you know, introduces them and he's like, can you see we have guests? Like get them something. Like, what were you doing this whole time? <laughs> like you like, you have a black eye. Your fingers work. Your hands work. <laughs> Go. You could get them something, too. Your legs right. work. Um, and then he keeps answering questions for her. Um, plus, the wife had studied pharmacology. Yes. And then they had their baby when, very quickly after they got married. Um, but then he said, so now she's a housewife. But at the same time, this kid's eight and a half. Yeah, she can go back to work. I'm not. I don't see him wanting that. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. So... And then two, actually, when she gets home, her sister-in-law is there with her husband, with her husband, and the sister-in-law's like, "Oh, when are you guys gonna give me some like nieces and nephews type of thing?" And yeah. then because she he, he brings it up, yeah, yeah, she's eight months pregnant, yeah, and ready, yeah. Um, but he is also like, you know, we've been married for three years. We really should like. Actually, no. He's trying to. It sounds like he wants. Oops, sorry. Like, he's trying to save it. Um, like, he knows things aren't, like, the way maybe his sister and her husband's relationship is, that mm-hmm. they kind of lead these separate lives. And I think he thought that this conversation was going to go differently. Yeah, it's kind of like he's ready to try again. Right, where she's like, you're right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. We're done. So yeah. he's like, he's, she's like, I'm not, I'm not in love with you. And he's like. But I'm still in love with you. And she's like, well, you weren't, though. And by the time you were, it was too late. It's too late, yeah. He offers, he's like, let's go to France together. Maybe it's like the societal pressures of where we are. Um, She's like, nope. She's like, I'm going to France. You do whatever the hell you want. (laughs) Yeah. And then she tells her parents, and that's when her dad's like, oh, I knew it. It seemed like he was waiting for this, like, (laughs) moment for three years. (laughs) So. But then. And then I do like that when he says that the mom's like, but you, what, you are why you convinced me to support this marriage. What? Yes. It's like, I know, but she had to fight, figure this out for herself. She's like, I hate you. I'm done. I don't want to talk. Yeah. Um, I love her parents. I do too. Her parents are <laughs> definitely a dream couple. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she gets, she goes over on a tourist visa to apply for schools and then gets a student visa and it's a better montage of her getting ready to leave than, you know, when she was a kid. 
Yeah. And it ends on the saddest fucking notes. It does. Like, it's a good lead up. Like you were saying, where if you were to kind of mirror this with when she left when she was a kid, when it wasn't her choice. Right. Being really sad. I don't think we talked about it, but when she turned around at the airport for one last look at her parents, her mom had fainted. Yeah. Um, leading up to it, you could just see that her, her parents were miserable. But this time, she goes uh, for walks, you know, to try to remember as much as she can. She goes to the Caspian Sea with her grandmother to breathe in that air and visits her grandfather's tomb, also where her uncle Anoush was buried at the prison, has great moments with her family. There's tears, you know, when they're saying goodbye, but they seem to be like bittersweet tears. And then, because her grandmother does go with them. But then the last thing is that her grandmother... um, Because her grandmother did not go with her as a kid. Right. Right. But she did go this time. And she's happy about that um, because after she left in September of 94, the next time she saw her grandmother, or she only saw her once again during the new year in March of 95 because then she passed away in January of 96. And that freedom had a price because she couldn't be there. She lost that time with her grandmother yeah. basically. But yeah. And that's literally the end of this book. Yeah. Where she's like, wait a second. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But. Um, she has gone on to write so many other things and uh, essays and short stories and other graphic novels, um, none of which I've read, but I am very curious about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm definitely going to rewatch the movie again because it was very important to me during that time. Yeah. So, um, also not a bad read, like not, it, not a long read. So mm-hmm. uh, it was fairly quick. Yeah. Um, so Which isn't because just thinking back about how like I didn't like history class. If I had had history books like this, exactly, <laughs> I would probably have been more interested, and I probably would have retained more information as well. Because exactly. I there's things like I like I know about that, but definitely not specific enough to talk about it. Um, I feel like we do need yeah. to teach history with more memoirs. Yeah. Um, because they help so much. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that I was like, I need to stop and Google. And it's like, well, I don't really have time. I'm gonna, I'll do that later. Yeah. So. I think it would also help too. Cause I had the hardest time of like, all right, this is what's happening at, in this period that we're learning about history. And then maybe next semester in English class, we're reading a book from the same time. I had the hardest time connecting those types yeah. of things. A memoir would probably help with that. Cause just cause it would pull other little details that would make me actually connect things to, oh, exactly. this is when this is happening. Exactly. <laughs> like, Less of yeah. a Scarlet Letter versus, you know, revolutionary America time. Like, here's an actual memoir or biography of someone from this time. Right. Um, so you see what life was like. Yeah. Too. Instead of just the, here was a war. Here's how many people died. Here's when this treaty got signed. Exactly. It's something about just understanding how it actually shaped culture. Yeah. So, um, and speaking of culture, um, Iran, Iran is a big tea drinking company, uh, company, country, culture. (laughs) And so I can't imagine that we had any other book drinks other than tea. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's when she's with, Staying with Julie, and she offers Julie's mom tea. I think the mom goes to tell her how to do it. She's like, oh, wait, you're from Iran. You, you know how to yeah. make this. You, okay. Yeah, make it. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, I make tea like 10 times a day. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, yeah. 
Uh, I am curious how it tastes compared to, I've mm. had uh, British tea, I've had Russian tea. I am very curious mm. how different it is. Yeah. Um, and then I have my, you know, weak American tea. <laughs> That's not true. I bought Russian tea. It's very good. Oh, I don't think I've ever had. Um, we did the Russian tea room for my birthday. So I saw those pictures. Yeah. Uh, highly recommend during restaurant <laughs> week hitting up okay. the Russian tea room. So um, we did talk covers. We did talk book drinks. So I guess the next question is, what are you reading next? I have to be boring and say Dracula again because I got it from the library. <laughs> and then just some things that were happening at work. I was like, oh, I don't yeah. feel like doing anything yeah, <laughs> other no. than obviously I read for today right. <laughs> but so it's gonna be Dracula because I have it and I'm like I'm not gonna keep renewing keep renewing keep renewing I need to read it exactly. I might have to renew once but yeah so that's still my answer but it did come in and it has an awesome looking cover it's gray with like black I think it's flowers or something it's not a plain blue one like nice. uh, Frankenstein was <laughs> nice. that's good something to look at yeah how about you I am slowly making my way through my advanced reader copies. So my next one up is The Royal Runaway by Lindsay Emery. I'm sure it'll be a very quick chick lit kind of book. <laughs> um, but I did make a dent in, in mine last month, which was really nice. And uh, I'm also reading, it hit me today, I was reading two memoir collections at once. It's like that oh. very rarely happens. Um, I'm reading, okay, fine, whatever. The year I went from being afraid of everything to only being afraid of most things by okay. Courtney um, Ham Hamster. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm about halfway through that, and it's it's amusing. It's mm -hmm. it's modern memoir. They're not as fun. I mean, they are fun, but occasionally you have to be like, okay. And she's great because she wrote this like right before 2016. So, like, a couple times she's talking about mental illness and she's, like, post-2016 election, mm. this does not apply. And then there's, like, a couple times mm -hmm. where she's, like, I understand I am a white woman. <laughs> this is so much worse for so many other people. So, like, yeah. she tries, um, which is nice. So, um, nice. Yeah. So, for our next episode... Let's do the alienist because I kind of had that on my mind. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that sounds good. Which I think is one of Chris really liked that book, so okay, we have it. Now he's like, you should read it. It's like okay, and then I never did. So <laughs> well, <laughs> it is also a TV show, so maybe yes. We'll... Which he, I know he watched at least a couple episodes, so maybe now that once I read it, I will watch. I'll check that out too. Cool. Um, yeah, the cast looks great. I need something. Yeah. That I considered and then went oh yeah that's right i don't really pay attention to tv um so yeah we're gonna do the alienist by caleb carr cool. so um anything to plug nope <laughs> not yet how about you <laughs> um i host a bunch of other podcasts i'm also doing National Novel Month, Writing Month, so I am not as chatty on social media at the moment. Um, but uh, Fabulous is about to come back. Actually, the same week that this gets released, we're going to talk about Persephone and Hades. Um, 
Minds at Yerk is doing Minds at Yerk, and Handbook Podcast, I believe, is officially on hiatus for the month of November. So, um, but you can go check out any of those. We Handbook while well, on hiatus is because we have finished two very bad books by very bad people. So you can go check those out. <laughs> um, as for us, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, any podcast podcast podcatcher of your choice. Um, I don't do this enough, but uh, I would like to thank uh, Mary Lag Angway for our show art because I definitely forget to do that on a regular basis. <laughs> um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at JBC Podcast. And we do have a Facebook group that for some reason is not on my list of notes here, but it is a handbook for judging fabulous retellings covers. Um, and we do have an email. If you want to send us an email, it is judgingcoverspodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back in two weeks. And uh, I, I think November is actually a help your library kind of month or I'm just getting random mail. Um, I might have missed it. It might have been October. But uh, I know that my library just released a special edition library card that I did buy. and uh, Or I did upgrade my library card. If you replace a library card, you have to pay a dollar. So I did do that. But uh, yeah, go check out your libraries. They're probably putting on some great events. Um, probably doing a book sale every now and again. But, you know, go support them and figure out what they're doing and give back to your community. So. I looked really quick. I'm coming up with November's picture book month. So okay. that's cool. That is cool. There might be more, but that was the first thing that came up. That is really <laughs> cool. Um, so, yeah. Go support your local libraries. And Stephanie, I'll see you again in two weeks. Sounds good. Awesome. <laughs> All right.